For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. And you remember back when you were a little kid and your parents would go on vacation and take all kinds of pictures and then come home and, yeah. get, and get them developed and they came out as slides. Remember slides? Yeah, do you remember actually having to develop pictures? Right? Yes. Got to take up those little 35-millimeter cartridges. Yep. Drop them off at the photo you know? mat. Yeah. Go back in yeah. two to three days and pick them up. Mm-hmm. And then your parents called and invited all their friends over for wine and cheese and to sit around and watch the slides of their vacation. That is called nothing better to do. Without the <laughs> wine and cheese, I think we're about to do the audio version of that. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> because here we are, both back, very happy, very relaxed, and ready to go again. On vacation, that is. Not ready to go back to work. This work stuff is a real pain in the butt. I got to tell you, I am most definitely, you know, the thought of moving uh, has come to mind a handful of times when I was over there. Did that happen to you when you were in Maine? It did. It did, and then they reminded me of pictures of what Maine looks like in the wintertime, and I talked myself out of it quickly. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Because you, I know, can be a good complainer about the weather in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. I can complain in the summer, too. I'm just a good complainer, period, man. I can complain about anything. Well, it's, it's a skill. It I know is. that you've developed it over years. I've worked and hard. truly, yeah. it's, you know, some people <laughs> think it's an art form. Um, but you, sir, are a master. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I so, got to play golf on Donald Ross's first ever uh, golf course oh, designed in the United wonderful. States. It was fun. And it was your typical Donald Ross course with, with greens that I think were patterned after bowler hats. <laughs> Did they have the little rim around the bottom when if you when they roll off they get the little yeah. little uh, upslope going up the other way? Did they have those shaved down too? Yes, they did. Yes, How they about did. That? You yeah. were not having any fun of, on those things, were you? No, I was not. And uh, in in another uh, segment coming up a little later, you mentioned something about uh, spinning golf balls that I uh, remind yeah. me to ask you the question that I have in my head about spinning golf balls. Okay. Uh, that'll come up next, mm-hmm. but I, I was in Maine. Beautiful weather. Temperatures were in the 70s. It only rained one of the seven days I was there, and that was the day that everybody had plans to go up and go shopping at Freeport, Maine, anyhow, so, you know, what the heck. Um, beaches mm-hmm. are still as much fun. You know, it's like, wait a minute. My mother used to tell me this. You can't go swimming. It's raining. I said, wait a minute, Mom. you telling me that it's too wet to get wet? I don't understand this. I hung out on a beach. It was raining. You get in the water, you're going to get wet. Might as well just get wet out on the beach. It's the same thing. So I spent seven right. days on the beach, one day on the golf course, and I got to say, that's the only day I went. But I did do something that I was totally proud of. I didn't even try to uh, pack my golf clubs into an already overpacked automobile. I did not try to ship my golf clubs Um even though I could have and known they would have gotten there, but that was just an, an, an additional expense I didn't want to incur for this vacation. All I did was I rented golf clubs at the course when I was there, but I brought all yeah, my stuff. Go. I brought my own gloves. I brought my own golf balls. I brought my own towels. I had all of my accoutrement with me and didn't have to worry about buying everything new when I got there, and it worked out well. That's nice. It worked out well. So that I would recommend people try that. Uh, you you rented clubs, too, and um, you, you did it from what clubs yeah. for hire, didn't you? I did. I did. Last time, not this time, but last time I went overseas, um, I did it, rented those clubs for hire, and the truth is I got good quality golf clubs, 
had a designated meeting place uh, and time. Yep. We were both there. The transaction took five minutes, and it took five minutes on the return. Yep. And, and you couldn't have asked for anything smoother. Exactly. And when you go to a golf course mm-hmm. and you rent clubs, I mean, it's not like, you know, the clubs that everybody's turned in after a round that they find laying on the ground somewhere. These are these are demo clubs. These are clubs that the manufacturers give to golf courses with the hopes that they rent them to people so that you say, wow, this Callaway driver that I've rented for the day works so much better than the, the Nike one I still am playing from 10 years ago or whatever. That's why they do that. So you get the latest and the greatest stuff. So you don't have to worry about uh, bad equipment or old equipment. Uh, it may or may not fit you, but you know the stuff you buy off the rack may or may not fit you either. So it's it's basically the same thing. It really is. Don't worry about it. Just go do it and be happy. We are going to talk more about Jeff's adventures uh, roaming the countryside of Scotland. Uh, you really can't roam the countryside of Scotland without tripping over a golf course every time you turn around. And he tripped over many of them and decided since he had fallen down onto the ground, he might as well just stay there and play golf anyhow. So he will regale us with lots of stories of some of the best darn golf courses in the world, as he said. And uh, I'm going to be working on my Sean Connery, so if I can get Cashel Stewart out correctly, we'll see how that goes. That was, that was <laughs> okay. about as good as that invitation gets, so maybe I'll work on a different one. But that and uh, trying to learn how to get back into the swing of things after a whole week off of me not playing golf and him playing golf, which is the difference between someone who plays golf a lot for recreation and someone who doesn't get to play a lot for recreation but is on a golf course all the time teaching. Not a busman's holiday. No, sir. He had a great time. And uh, we will talk all about that and talk about maybe being able to uh, get a whole group of us together and uh, about a year from now head over there together because it's something I think we all should do. So work on that passport and work on that golf game and hang out with us because we are those weekend golf guys and we will be right back. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You know, it's been hot this summer. I mean, real hot. Like where we are, it's been the hottest in the country a couple of days. But it does not deter us from hitting the golf course. It just means that we dress appropriately and comfortably. For heat, you know, you need shorts. And you need comfortable shorts, like the ones I have, the Peter Millar Performance Shorts. Man, stylish, yes. Comfortable, yes. Moisture wicking, amen. Breathable, quick drying, plus a stretch waistband so they move with you and they don't bind up and you don't get all sweaty and uncomfortable and yucky. You can keep wearing them when you get home, like I say. They're very, very comfortable. And you want to just go to petermillar.com slash weekend. That's Peter, M-I-L-L-A-R, Millar. PeterMillar.com slash weekend and check out not only the performance shorts come in all kinds of colors. They look really good, but everything else, the best you can get for the golf course and your life, basically the best clothes you can find anywhere. PeterMillar.com slash weekend. Go now. It's us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Both of us uh, recently returned from traveling. He traveled a, a bit further than did I, but that's okay. So, in as few words as possible, but as flowery as possible, what kind of emotions do you have when you're standing there in the first tee of the old course at St. Andrews, which you were at about 10 days ago? Uh, man, I'll tell you, it's magical. It's, um, it's overwhelming. I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that and stand on that tee box four times. And the first time blew me away completely. So did the second, so did the third, and so did the fourth. It doesn't get old, huh? It, it's an old place, <laughs> but that feeling does not get old. The first time it hits you so hard because you know that you're there where all of the golf greats throughout history of golf have stood in that one very small location and hit a ball in competition. People are around. They're behind you. They're next to you. They're, they watch every tee ball. And every ball that, that's good, that gets struck well, you get applause. Really? Yeah. It's full of golfers. That's and a, they all know the feeling. That could be a tad disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's say you're the fourth person in the group, and the first three have received applause. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then John Ashton steps to the T. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what am I, chop so, level? <laughs> I don't know, you're playing yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> so to stand there, and I, I, every time I've played it, I've been so fortunate to play with my son. Right. I, I don't, I don't. I don't pretend that that wasn't part of the feeling. Sure. It definitely was to be able to share that experience with my son. But let me tell you, every time we've gotten on that golf course and it's a pretty penny to play there. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're, they're not bashful about charging each and every person. There is no break for a PGA professional. (laughs) There's no break for anybody for any reason. They don't have to. We had to get, in line with the starter because the lottery system that, that they have over there, you, you know, you put your name in the ballot two days in advance for the tea time. I've mm-hmm. never been, I, I've, I've been in St. Andrews for three days every time, every time we go and we never get pulled on the ballot. Never. Oh. But every time we got on, we did it successfully by standing at the starter shack and they let people in around six in the morning. We got there at, just before 1 a.m. <laughs> That's right. You heard me. Uh-huh. We got there just before 1 a.m. There was five of us, and we were numbers 11 through 15. <laughs> yes. Should have been there at midnight, buddy. Next time you'll know. <laughs> well, we got to play. Yeah. And I got to play with my son and the guys that we went with. All of us got to play. It was fantastic. We stayed up. Well, I can't say we stayed up all night. We we did sleep. So we get to St. Andrews on, on a, on a Sunday night and we don't get to play there on Monday because we went there at four in the morning on the Monday to see if we could get in. And we knew right when we got there with all the number of people that we weren't going to get there. Cause we were like number 35, 40 in line. Right. Right. So we turned around and left and we went to our place to play golf, which I had all lined up, which was Crail. And it was a wonderful, wonderful place. The balcony course at Crail is right on the ocean. Uh, cliff tops and all the whole thing. And it's just, it's fantastic. Everybody, that was our original plan. And, and we were going to change the original plans if we got on the old course, but we knew that wasn't the case. And then we went to dinner and uh, we went to dinner at the St. Andrews golf club, uh, which sits, uh, fortunately we got in there. Um, it, it sits right in front at the front edge of the green on the 18th green, uh, sitting off on the side street there. Okay. So literally you're looking out the balcony window straight down at the Valley of Sin, okay. which is the little ripples in the fairway immediately in front of the green mm-hmm. on the 18th. Looking across the green at the Royal and Ancient Golf Club and out at the North Sea. Yeah. What a nice view that is. So we got a beautiful dinner there, and we hung out. We played some snooker. And in America, we call that snooker. But over there, it's snooker. Snooker. And don't you dare get that wrong. <laughs> if you want to get corrected very quickly, <laughs> go ahead and say snooker all you want. <laughs> and they will they will look at you with disdain yeah. and tell you right away it's snooker. <laughs> so not embarrassed so, to charge a lot to play and not embarrassed to correct you when you're wrong. That's good to know. That's right. That's right. And so we're standing out there and we've got our nice clothes on and all this. And then three hours later, I'm sleeping on a bench outside. (laughs) (laughs) Just like at home, man. You know, that's good. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's funny. So we got to play and, uh, you know, I teed off and I, I, it was, the wind was in our face. And so I hit my three wood instead of the, the, uh, the hybrid and things went well. Uh, I get out there and played very well. Uh, the ones I did, I made a few mistakes with the driver. I didn't hit it poorly, but sometimes you have to remind yourself, don't aim it at the fairway because I kept, you know, four times I insisted on hitting it right down the fairway and four times I found myself in bogey position and some in double bogey position because I was in the lip or buried up against the face of one of those stinking bunkers that they have. Right. Because everything that lands in the fairway at certain yardages rolls into them. Well, let's uh, 
let's take a quick break and come back and talk about those stinking bunkers and how one gets out because uh, there there are some courses here in the states that have emulated those thinking that hey this might be fun for a change yeah i don't agree with that but sometimes you're faced with them we'll talk about some techniques and and i've got that question about golf balls i'm still going to ask when we come right back we are those weekend golf guys hang with us why don't you follow us on twitter it's very easy just go to twitter.com we are at wknd golf guys i got an email just the other day guy said john how much does it cost to join five dollar golf club yeah that's what i said too five dollars hence the name five dollar golf club all right it's not just five dollars to get in and then we hit you with more no five dollars this month next month and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text FUND, F-U-N-D, to 357-911 right now to get started. That's FUND, F-U-N-D, to 357-911. Auto financing the easy way. Text FUND to 357-911. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How frustrating is it to hit a great drive and see it bouncing up and down through the, uh, the the sheep pastures of Scottish golf courses only to disappear into a deep bunker, Mr. Jeff Smith. By the way, we are those weekend golf guys. You know that because you've been here for a while. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, recently returned from a I, golfing holiday in Scotland. Well, so to answer the question is pretty simple. The only thing you can do is go, all right, I hit that beautifully, and then that's it. <laughs> because the ripples in the fairway are unkind to all to everybody's golf ball. Yeah. There's no preferential treatment. A ball in the fairway will not stay in the fairway. It's just the way it is at the old course. Yeah. So almost every time it will be a bogey and many times it will be a double bogey. I managed to have two double bogeys from landing in those fair, in those fairway bunkers that are very deep. They're at least, uh, they're at least four feet on every one of them. Mm-hmm. And they're small. And they're, it, when people say, well, I don't know what a pot bunker really is, try to imagine that someone came in and took a gigantic cup cutter and cut it out of the ground. So it's nothing but a, a cylinder removed from the earth. Mm-hmm. And now imagine that, that the front of it is straight up and down full of stacked sod. And the back end of it and all the sides are rolled in. And now imagine every part of the fairway aiming toward that. And that's what happens. It just rolls into this thing because it's like a giant black hole sucking everything in there. (laughs) You have not painted a pretty picture. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I have not. (laughs) 
But I'll tell you, to get in there, there, I mean, if you don't bring in a lob wedge, you are not getting out in the first time. Mm-hmm. And you got to put the ball very far forward with the face pointed up, and then you've got to be swinging, you know, steeply down at it to shoot this ball straight up in the air, or it's not going to come out. Do you ever say I'm not even going to try and just hit it out the back? Well, Bobby Jones did that. Yeah. Uh, on the 11th green, he uh, he got frustrated and actually quit the game Ugh. that day. Ugh. Walked off the golf course. On the 11th green, he was up against that that stinking scenario. Um, but yes, playing out backwards is many times the best option. Yeah. Uh, playing out sideways oftentimes is the only option uh, because sometimes playing out backwards requires you to turn around and actually make a backswing. But those things are so small. You don't have room. That yeah. your club hits the front edge of the left of the bunker. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't like they're really big. There's a couple that are, but a lot of them are pretty small where the only chance you have when you're up near the edge of that thing is to go out sideways. Yeah. Both the double bogeys that I had, I went out sideways okay. and had no trouble getting out. It's the fact that they went into the one on the other side of the fairway <laughs> and I had to do it again. <laughs> Two times yeah. that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can snicker all you want. When you get over there for your first experience, you'll go, oh, what was now I, I thinking? <laughs> Now I see why the caddy said, aim it over there, lad. Aim it over there. Yeah. Now they have so, sand in them or are they grass? In, in, oh, no, no. They have sand, sand in the bottom okay. of them. Yeah. Some of them are flatter than others, but, um, but oh, there's sand in them. They're, and they're heavy, dense sand. Mm-hmm. Nothing like we've played. Yeah. And so to get out of those. So here's a, a, an experience that I had on number five. I hit just a lousy terrible drive right down the middle it was about 250 yards yeah that sounds bad and i wouldn't was, be happy with that it really was yeah. because i wound up against the lip of a bunker Uh-oh. on the right hand side of the fairway which my ball did not land in the right hand side of the fairway i might right. tell you i got you it wound up in there and i had to hack it out and then so my third shot was a, a hybrid because it was into the wind and i hit it up onto the green for my third shot and it was uh, into the wind pretty hard. And I had a 100-foot putt. Might have been 110, but we were calling it 100 <laughs> at least. Okay. Now, if you can imagine a 100-foot putt, think of a, a place that you've got that's a gigantic, enormous green, and you're going front to back. Yeah. Well, these greens, most of them are double greens. Right. Well, so that was about – the 100-foot putt was about a third of the way across the screen. Mm. So it looks like a mile and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I happened to make that putt. Whoa! For a four. Do we have so video my first evidence for that? Birdie of the day came on a hundred foot putt. And of course you have. That was exciting. And of course you have video evidence, right? Oh, we do. All right. As a matter of fact, it was actually kind of funny because Drew was laughing at how far away I was because, uh-huh. of course, he hit it to twenty feet. Oh. So he he broke out the cell phone and decided to do that. And so he has video evidence of me draining my 100-foot putt and pointing right at him going, ah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll post and, that on our Facebook page without the audio. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> and then I managed to make a double bogey on number six from planting it again. Yet again, I did not learn my lesson. Mm-hmm. because I birdied the hole, and so I thought, well, there's nothing to this, right? Yeah, right. So I, I ripped it down the fairway on number six. Bad idea, of course, and wound up in a fairway bunker, and then, then it went out of the fairway bunker with ease right into the other bunker on the other side of the fairway, in which I had to get out, of course, with ease, but nonetheless, I had to go out the same direction, which means I was now in the heather because <laughs> I went from right side of the fairway bunker into the left side. And since I couldn't turn around and hit it because I was too close to the, to the edges where I couldn't make a golf swing, uh-huh. going out and forward, have I mentioned that's really not an option uh-huh. in those fairway bunkers because you've got this wall straight up in front of you. It's right. really not going to happen. We've talked about backwards and we've talked about sideways. But since I'm right-handed, going from the right-hand bunker out into the fairway is not such a bad idea. But the left-hand, as the left-hand side of the bunker, you have to go out the same direction, which puts you into the header. Yeah, so I was one into the fairway bunker on the right, two into the fairway bunker on the left, and three equal in length to the fairway bunkers, and now I'm in the heather. <laughs> so, Tell me you took an unplayable shot. and moved on, okay? Well, 
fourth shot, managed to get it onto the green. Oh, Two putts okay. later, I walk off with a six, and I had and I didn't hit a bad shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and there we go. <laughs> so when you when you don't pay attention to the caddies, do they ever stop giving you advice, or do they continue? No, they continue. Okay, because they want their fee. Yeah. <laughs> they, what they do is they then then they begin to bet. <laughs> on, amongst themselves on what you're, you're going to do I managed to have I managed to have uh, a couple of really good, good holes there I, I managed to make four birdies on the day and still shoot 78 mm. and uh, it was a very up and down round of golf but I'm, I'm very happy yeah. um on 17, again, I made, uh, I, I birdied one hole um, on the back nine, and it was on number 17. And I, this is the second time I've done it. And I continue to play what is widely known as the, one of the hardest holes in golf. I continue to play that hole very well, and I have no earthly idea what comes over me that I managed to make a good score there. <laughs> I played it four times. I'm two under par. Well, there you go. All righty. And this is the guy you need to take lessons from, and that's one of the reasons why. Okay, we've got a quick break. We will be right back. More stories to regale you with of golf in Scotland, the birthplace of the game, and vacation slides. I uh, wish I had that little clicker uh, sound effect we could do. You know, this is a picture of the bear. This is a picture of me. The bear took it. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, we will be right back. We are those sweet golf guys, don't you? A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club of $200 golf club, $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out. $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five bucks a month. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's us. We're back. Those we get golf guys. John Ashton here. Jeff Smith there. There happens to be not in Scotland anymore where he was for the past no. 10 days. And and those of you who did listen to uh, last week's The Best That We Could Find episode, we like to do the best of, but we have to settle for the best we can find. We appreciate it because it was kind of an arrogantly titled, you know, you listen while we're playing golf. I think some people listen because I thought it was going to be like a, a live play-by-play, but it wasn't. It was just, you know, you're here, we're not, ha-ha kind of thing. Um, and we apologize for that. But we are back now and do appreciate you being here, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Catch up on anything you may have missed, facebook.com slash golfguys. You can go there and like us. We appreciate that. Post some good stuff. We've got a, a little private group that we're going to invite you all to, too, as soon as we figure out how to do that. You mentioned something about when you were just messing around on um, – on the practice green at, at the old course one time and you were using yeah. using some brand new Titleist Pro V1s brand new right out the box brand new and you were talking about yeah. how well they checked up because they were brand new and this led yeah. me to a question is how old is old for a golf ball because many of us 
amateurs. I mean, one of the proudest moments of our lives is when we finish and walk off number 18 with the same ball we started with on number one. Oh, yeah. Do you need what to change? Yeah. Do you need to change balls more often than that or, you know, weekly or monthly or what? No. At, at what point no, do they John, start to not react as well as they do when they're brand new? You know, let me tell you, you're going to lose a golf ball before you wear it out. Okay. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you trying to say, bud? Come on. <laughs> well, just, I mean, the reality of it is that these golf balls are not made poorly. They're going to, they're going to hold up for a while. Case in point, you know, I use a bunch of uh, Pro-V practice balls uh, in my studio. You know, they're hit time after time after time, week after week, month after month. And by a couple months down where, where people are just pounding on these golf balls, certainly they lose their the cover first, right? They lose that little shine on the cover mm-hmm. uh, and it starts to wear off from friction and a number of strikes. But yet, you know, I get that because they're they're – getting hit into a screen that also provides some friction sure. upon impact because yeah. they're, they're spinning a lot and they hit this screen and it, and it wears them down, but it takes a lot of strikes and okay. you're going to lose a golf ball before it gets hit that many times. Okay. It just is. I don't think you should worry too much about that because none of these manufacturers that are putting out a good quality product are, they're going to wear down very much. Okay. But let's just say that you go in and you're, you're, you're in there helping a friend off piece, so to speak, off the fairway, mm-hmm. and you happen to find somebody else's golf ball that they have abandoned yeah. or they just couldn't find, and you decide, hey, I might as well play that ball. I... And yet it looks a little worn. Yes. You know, the shine is gone, whatnot, and you decide, hey, I, I, I'll put this in the rotation. Feel free. Just because the shine is gone doesn't mean it will truly not perform. Uh, but what you'll find out is when the covers get worn down and you begin to see the dimples being worn down that's uh, now then that's you're going to see some performance difference okay brand new ones are they're pretty sweet fresh out of the sleeve they've got that uh i don't want to say sticky but they, they've got this coating on them that if you rub the two together they actually squeak a little bit yeah yeah i've noticed i've noticed where that. the yeah it's it's boy you want to talk about a ball that spins real fast uh-huh. real well you know you get yourself one of those softer high spin balls that are the top of the line golf balls and they're brand new right out of the box and you start to pitch those around with your sand wedge, or your lob wedge, you'll see some checkup on those things real fast. Yeah. I've also noticed uh-huh. some difference in the sound on the, uh, on the putting green between the, the same brand of balls, but different ages. Is, is yeah. that just hitting it differently or is that a telltale sign that, that something may be amiss? Brand and type are different, you know. I mean, I could have a, a hardcover Titleist golf ball and a softcover Titleist ball and they will sound differently and they could both be brand new. Yeah, but I mean the same thing. Like you have two Pro V ones, one brand new or one newer than the other, and they sound different. Is that a, a, a sign? Yeah, that- they they do. The dimple patterns are a little different, and mm-hmm. the, and the older one, you know, it doesn't have that. You know, the covers worn a little bit on it, and yeah, it'll right. sound a little different. Okay, but nothing yeah. to worry about, right? No, nah. no reason to take it out of the rotation and throw it in your grandson's golf bag. Only if you want to get some new ones. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a, a, ready, a readily available supply of new ones, hint, hint, yeah. uh, yes. just make a phone call. You know what I'm saying? That's how that works. <laughs> That's right. Were the balls of concern, too, in, in, um, with the conditions in Scotland? I mean, do, did you play a harder ball? Um, to No. Okay. No, 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 definitely not. We, I wanted the softest one. People would go, oh, wait, you don't want it spinning around a lot in the wind. You're, you're right. You don't, but the, it still has to hold. Yeah. And, you know, the, the conditions in Scotland were dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Lynx Golf usually goes, they're a bit windblown, and they have had uh, a little bit of rain, but not a lot. Uh, right. Certainly, as you watch the open over there, there's not a lot of, not a lot of soft ground over there. Yeah. yeah. So no matter what you hit, it's going to roll out, and hence that's what you need to spin for on the greens because otherwise it's just going to roll out. So the reality of that was we had to play the spin balls gotcha. okay. because we needed them to stop on the greens. And that's the big deal. So uh, they're all going to be, you know, blown around by the wind and they're all going to, they're all going to land on hard surfaces. So the only thing you can play there is a spin ball because otherwise it'll just never stop. So right. we played, uh, we played some fantastic golf courses. Certainly we've talked uh, about the old course and walking up that 18th hole uh, is just, a magical feeling as well as walking down the number one and playing the 17th and on and on and on. But there were other golf courses there that were just absolutely mind blowing experiences. We played up the coast or down the coast a little bit at the, a place called the Fairmont hotel 
they have two courses there and they're right on the cliffs. Uh, and one of them is a, designed by Sam Torrance and the other one, I don't know who designed it, but we played the other one. I don't know who designed it, but it was called the Kitox course. And it was absolutely one of the best golf courses I had seen uh, and played. Cool. It was fabulous. It was cliffside, seaside. We were looking down the coast of the town of St. Andrews. What a great experience that was. Then we shot up the coast a little bit toward Aberdeen and we played what can be known here as probably one of the most scenic municipal golf courses that you'll ever find. So think of, of wherever you are in the country listening to us and think of your local muni in terms of its normal, decent condition without anything fancy about it. You know, there wasn't any high rough and there wasn't anything, you know, all perfectly manicured and all that stuff. But we played that golf course and the time we walked off there, we thought, this is fabulous. And most people would go, what, do you, what are you talking about? The views of this golf course were unbelievable. We were playing almost every hole was on the cliffs, mm. back and forth, up and down. Uh, walking this golf course was exceptionally difficult. Um, we were winded and had to stop on many of the holes. But where you get to look when you stop is fabulous. Up sheer cliffs, straight down below you. Mm. It was beautiful. Every bit of it was beautiful. I, I could not have thought to put a golf course on a more beautiful piece of property at all. And they found it. And they put a golf course on it. And it's just fabulous. And then we, we shot up the coast a little bit more, uh, up to a place called the Mercar Golf Links. Um, and that's right touching the property to the um, to uh, Royal Aberdeen Golf Course, mm -hmm. which we did not play. Yeah. Uh, and then we shot up the coast even more up to the Moray first, and we played this uh, this club called the Moray, and we played the Moray Golf Club. And it's a lot like the St. Andrews Golf Links, where there's the, you're, you're in town and they got these beautiful old buildings, and it's right next to the North Sea. I mean, literally, there's like 50 yards between the clubhouse and the ocean. Right. And and so you, you go out, and then you come back in, and you come back into town, and the 18th Green's there, and the buildings are all around, and it's, you know, it's very reminiscent. And uh, but this one had a little wrinkle to it. This one also had uh, a Royal Air Force base immediately next to it, <laughs> and I do mean immediately. I'm not suggesting that there's any space between the airport uh, runways and the golf course. So needless to say, we were treated to about 20 planes buzzing over our heads on the first, say, seven holes. So you have to deal with both the wind and the, and the jet backwash. Huh? That's right. <laughs> that was a very interesting and loud I have to tell you, it was okay. very loud. Yeah. Up until 6 p.m. where they shut it down. And then all of a sudden it got very quiet and beautiful. How late did the sunset? But it was, a, uh, it didn't sunset until 1030. Okay. Yeah. Up there, up, up that far north. Um, I think it was 1030 sunset. Yeah. Where you could see, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And we stayed right there at a hotel overlooking the 18th hole and had dinner there. And it was just a really, it was a treat. Yeah. People really don't, don't understand how, how far north uh, Great Britain is, the um, UK or whatever you want to call it. Because uh, yeah. we were sitting on the beach in, in Maine and somebody said, I could, I, can, I could see England without the fog. I said, no, you'd be looking at probably the southern coast of Portugal. That's, mm -hmm. that's where you're looking at if you're going straight across from Maine because northern Europe is much more northern than is – North, because you know we keep forgetting we think we're all it in north america there's a whole other country north of us it's called canada perhaps yeah. you've heard of it yeah it's uh, a big one it's <laughs> yeah, a big one it is kind of big and it's, it's been there for a while yeah. hey we've got some more it's talking kind of to do yeah <laughs> it does get cold we will be right back we are those weekend golf guys hang with us of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. You know, it's been hot this summer. I mean, real hot. Like where we are, it's been the hottest in the country a couple of days. But it does not deter us from hitting the golf course. It just means that we dress appropriately and comfortably. For heat, you know, you need shorts and you need comfortable shorts. Like the ones I have, the Peter Millar Performance Shorts. Man, stylish, yes. Comfortable, yes. 
moisture wicking. Amen. Breathable, quick drying, plus a stretch waistband so they move with you and they don't bind up and you don't get all sweaty and uncomfortable and yucky. You can keep wearing them when you get home, like I say. They're very, very comfortable. And you want to just go to petermillar.com slash weekend. That's Peter, M-I-L-L-A-R, Millar. PeterMillar.com slash weekend and check out not only the performance shorts come in all kinds of colors. They look really good, but everything else, the best you can get for the golf course and your life, basically the best clothes you can find anywhere. PeterMillar.com slash weekend. Go now. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18 year olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, If you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour. And it only costs five bucks a month. And I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kid's sake. As we're back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. What's the uh, average price for playing golf over there? Let's take St. Andrews out of the mix because we know that that's kind of pricey. And and the ones where, where your genetic lineage didn't uh, quite measure up for you to get on the course. But, you know, the, the municipal golf courses that you played, and you played a couple of them. Pre-season. We did. We played some places that, that only charged, um, like the, the Stonehaven Golf Club that I told you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only charged about fifty dollars to play and then the uh the moray golf club uh i think they only charged about seventy dollars to play they were higher this past week because it was open week where they have a higher demand for play speaking of which too if you're uh, watching if you're watching the senior open this weekend on tv you can relate because Uh they're playing at the old course are they not they are most definitely And, and as a matter of fact i got to have a little bit of fun i was there on sunday this past Sunday, the, the day before the Open Week started. So as the the Open was playing at Carnoustie on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, I was in St. Andrews, and I was actually on the putting green right next to the uh, right next to the first tee at the old course. You know, all the signage is up and whatnot. And so it was, it was pretty neat. It's all set up for the Senior Open. It's 100% there, set up, ready to go. The practice area is all set up and whatnot. You know, and we got to see... We got to see some uh, well-known players. Cool. We got to see, you know, the people that were were there that were not at Carnoustie already. You know, right? Yeah. Some of them were commentators at, at Carnoustie, and so yeah. we got to see some players that you know of note, and and it was a good thing. Fantastic. But yes, I was there and very familiar. Uh, the conditions are difficult right there. Where we played, if you take the all the places we played, and we said, okay, what's the what's the best golf courses that you played? Uh, I had people ask me that online because they saw the post that I was putting out there. And, and truth be told, before I went on this trip, somebody said, okay, what's, what's the best golf course that you've ever set your foot on? And every time my answer is Royal Dorna. Okay. And it is rated as one of the top five golf courses in the world, depending on which magazine you look at, they're on the top five. And again, I will tell you Royal Dorna. Okay. But a close, close, close low second is Castle Stewart. Castle Stewart. And I have Castle Stewart. Yes. And <laughs> your best Sean Connery. We try. Castle man. Stewart. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw it a couple of years ago watching uh, the pros play in the Scottish Open. Right. I thought, I have to play here. And we had a chance to play it. And on Saturday, the day before we came down and played the Open, or played the, saw the, at the old course again. Right. We played Castle Stewart, and I will tell you that there is none, no better golf course in the world than that. There, there's no better. Wow. I promise you. Okay. Even Royal Dorn? someone Dornick? asked me, I'll tell you, boy, it's, it's hard to beat. Head to head, uh, huh? Yeah. 
it's hard to beat it. Okay. The first four holes at Castle Stewart, I don't care about whatever condition you played in. If those are not the most dramatic views and difficult holes and sheer beauty of golf holes that you've ever played, then something I don't know where you played because I need to get there. Because okay. if that's not it, I, I want to go play where you were talking about. I got you. Okay. I hear you. The the three holes you go out and the coast is, I mean, they're, they're low and they're right there on the water. Mm-hmm. And they just shoot right out down the Moray Firth. And then all of a sudden the fourth is a turnaround and comes back inland. But as soon as you hit the fourth tee, after you've made the little U-turn coming off the third green, you turn around and you look up at this uphill par three. And in the background is the Castle Stewart itself. Mm-hmm. And that is just an eye-opening, mind-blowing experience to see this old school castle sitting right there. Right. And you did not get to see it yet. That's your first view of it. Gotcha. You don't get to see it coming in. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see it off number one, number two, number three. And you don't know why the place is called Castle Stewart until number four tee box. And, and then, then it dawns go, on you. Yes, oh. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there we have it. Okay. Yeah. And no nights yep. who go neat sitting there making sure you don't. The, the, get... <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not far from that. <laughs> it's not far from that. It's, it's pretty funny. But Castle Stewart also has, in my opinion, the single best clubhouse I've ever set foot in. Really? Ever. Okay. It's a, it's a circular clubhouse. And the property that it sits on makes you quickly realize why it's all glass and circular. Because there's not one single part of it that you want blocked out by brick and mortar and lumber. The, the vistas need to be visible at all times. Oh, you yeah, want to see it all. Yeah. Yeah. And the locker room is circular and it sits above the pro shop and the restaurant. It's on level two. And then they have this circular deck. And you don't want to leave. So we stayed. How old? Until they made us. <laughs> you be here for a day. You go home now. How? That's right. Exactly. How, how new and or old, however you would, I mean, how, how recently have these courses, like the Royal Dornocks and the Castle Stewarts of the world, how long well, have they been around? Royal Dornock, uh, when we were there two years ago, uh, we were there for the 400th anniversary of golf. At Dornock. Okay. And that's one of the more so, recent courses in Scotland. <laughs> right. So, but Castle Stewart is only, here's this one, is only nine years old. Ooh, okay. All right. And it doesn't look like it's nine years old. It looks like it's been there for a very long time. Built. Bill Hans was the designer of ah, Castle Stewart. Gotcha. And I want to shake that man's hand. It is unbelievable piece of property. Although I think they do need a bus from the number 12 green to the 13th tee for every golfer. It's a bit of a hike. Because not only is it a bit of a hike, but it's a hike straight up the cliff. And, you know, I'm 53 now. My birthday was on Sunday at the old course, by the way. Okay. Uh, happy birthday. I was 52 when I was hiking up that hill. Yeah, 53 when you got and to I the top. And I wasn't sure whether I was going to make it. I was, yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't sure whether I was going to make it to my 53rd birthday, but I managed to get there and I was 53. <laughs> All right. One last question. There were, what, a total of five yeah. of you on this little excursion? I'm sorry. Say that again. Uh, how many of you went total? There were five or six? Or... Oh, five. There were five of us. Five yeah, of we, us. We, between the let's say seven days of golf and the five people how many balls did y'all lose oh i'd say probably 40 okay (laughs) just i lost three did you over a cliff uh one of them was it was on the 17th green at at castle stewart um i hit it i hit it to the right i missed the green to the right and that's instant gone it's yeah see ya (laughs) and it was a round killer because i was one under par standing on the 17th and then all of a sudden I was one over par. Yeah. So bummer. Sorry, round killer because there's no coming back from that. So, um, but I lost three over the trip. Um, but I think we lost about forty balls okay. easily. Yeah. Easily, yeah, that that would um, be that would be the one thing you you need to stock up before that, just because of the uh, definitely. Yeah, because because you By can't the, way, the, the unpredictability the about, of everything. Yeah. So we had five five people. And people would go, oh, well, did you get to play a fivesome? Let me tell you a little bit briefly uh, about uh, about that. Um, 
it offends the Scottish sensibilities to allow five people to be in a group together. Right. And we got told that when uh, at Crail when we joined up because we were behind a whole bunch of people who were playing as um, twosomes and threesomes and foursomes. Mm-hmm. And they were holding us up. Right. So we joined as fivesomes. And one of the guys who was ahead of us, passing us on one of the holes, you know, passing – he came over and said, we just don't do that here. And uh, he said, I'm going to go tell the pro. At the ninth hole, the pro came out and spoke to me and said, we're not going to do that here. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> now, you and I would think that if the gentleman who got all huffy about that was so concerned about what was going on on the golf course behind him, he would have played faster. You would think so. But yeah. That was not the case. No. They continued to keep us uh, as a two and a three, and um, and we played much slower. Yeah. But you didn't want to and, uh, didn't want to become the ugly American and tell them what you actually right. thought. We right? did not. Okay, good. So to uh, anybody who's listening, um, the answer would be don't if you want to be able to be welcomed back. Yeah. Because they believe that there's no such thing as five people allowed to play golf together it at all. Just or someone's going to die. Isn't done. <sighs> no, it doesn't. It isn't done. <laughs> Let me tell you what is done. This is done. Need you to check us out those weekendgolfguys.com. You can check out uh, this program or any of the ones that we have done. We archive everything there. Check us out on facebook.com slash golf guys, maybe even at WKND golf guys on Twitter. Um, we have a profile on LinkedIn too. And if you see some woman claiming to be the boss, we've never heard of her. Okay. She refused to give me a raise. So pff, I'm not paying any attention to that anymore. Uh, we are here live every Saturday and Sunday. Check us out, please. And we thank you for being here. And we appreciate any and all feedback you can give us and any and all of the venues you may be listening. So uh, let us know the good and the bad and the ugly. And we would appreciate it. So until next week, same place, same time. Hey, whether it be in Scotland or in your own backyard, go play some golf. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.